Blog Talk Radio. You know, I have you around for a reason, believe it or not, and it's certainly not your good look. No, it's not. Okay, well, there's a reason, and that's your reason, folks. It's that, like that. I mean, that early game out in London, I don't think the Rams have a firepower. I'm going Giants. On a national level, how big do you think a Cubs versus Indians World Series would be? will go wild saying Ricky Vaughn, hey, here's the Terminator. If you if you get a piece of it, you can rename it. Hi everybody, this is Ken Danico, three time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you are listening to the hard hitting fantasy jester show. It's a little harder harder hitting than I expected. Kicked my ass right into an we we got an explicit edition. I got my ass kicked. It's so hard hitting. It's so hard hitting. That's right. We had to go explicit tonight. How's everybody doing? Yeah, I'm not getting checked that bad. Let me tell you something. I did the checking in the hockey, and those of you listening tonight from New Jersey definitely know I'm the one laying the smackdown uh, if we're playing hockey. And uh, so, so a couple people I know from Jersey, but uh, a couple shouts out real quick. Kansas City's in the house. New Hampshire's in the house. Cali, South South Cali in the house. But right now, you're in my house. Welcome to Jesterville Fantasy Jester Show. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm in. Can you believe it? The show is named after the guy that starts it out. That's just, I know, crazy. How's everybody listening to me on Blog Talk Radio with that crystal clear sound? That's right, coming to you live from Leesburg, Florida. And if you looked on Facebook right now, it is an absolutely beautiful night here. Hope it is just as nice wherever you're tuning in. Getting ready for the first week of football. We had a game the other day, kind of, sort of, was asked. We'll get into that, but we're getting ready. And what better way to kick off the first week of football with... You know, a nice addition. Let's call in a guest. Let's see who we can get. You know, I talked to JT. I was like, you know, we got to get somebody different. We always get we get the ball players and this that. And we've had some wonderful guests. If you're a fan of the show, you already know this. If you're getting used to us, go check us out. Blog Talk Radio, FancyJesterSports.com, and go listen to some of the great guests we've had. But tonight. I wanted something different. What's different? And what's different is that explicit rating. So fuck it tonight. I can say whatever I want. Whatever I want. I don't care. And so will my special guest, Vic DiBetetto. Absolutely fantastic comedian. Known, you know, worldwide. He's, he's, he's everywhere. He's like, he's like horseshit. He's everywhere. I told him that too. He's a great guy. Uh, fun times. Great guy. You got to go check him out. If you, if you haven't before, after tonight, you're definitely going to want to check him out some more. And the title says it all. You know, let's go over. If you're following along right now, blog, talk, radio, wherever you're listening to, go enjoy the pictures. I put them up there for everybody to enjoy. Some of the places I've been, some of the people I've met, 
while I go ahead and read out what we have here in front of us. Special guest, Vic DiPetto, this week on the uh, show. The title says it all. We're generated by the very funny comedian. Yes, this episode will be rated different during the show. We will let you know when the little ones should leave the room. They should have been gone already when I mentioned it was explicit. But if not, get them the fuck out of the room now. Thank you. This is also week one of Jester and JT's fantasy football breakdown for each game. Listen, if you tuned in last year, you're back again for a damn good reason. We go ahead, break down game by game what you need to know for each and every fantasy player on every team's offense. That's right. And uh, we'll also go ahead and get, you know, I mentioned fantasyjusticesports.com. We've got the newest writer, Hamid Sandu, who's going to be joining us later on. He's going to say hi. He's going to give us some NFL insight. If you go ahead, go back on the website, and you'll be able to see. He's been writing lately, just uh, started. We've phenomenal guy. Breaks it down beautifully. Go check out some of his work, his early work there. He's going to be coming to you each week, twice a week. He's going to go and be giving you the breakdown of all the games on Mondays and Tuesdays. And then on Fridays, just before we talk about the sit start show, this show here, he's going ahead and going to write an article so that we can have a discussion on that each and every Saturday. What else? Let's see. Let's go back to the board. It's easy. What else? Find Jester at Facebook at Fantasy Jester or the Fantastic Fantasy Football Group year-round fantasy football discussions. That's right. And you can find guy I'm going to bring in in a little bit, JT, and I on Twitter. I am the Jester. I'm at Fantasy underscore Jester. He's at Fez437. Love to hear from you. Check us out. All right. Getting things going. And before I do... At tonight's rate, you know, if you're new to the show, this is my little time to uh, go ahead and uh, get things out of the way, a little stuff that's on my mind. And how could I, I'd be remiss. Listen, I, I hate talking about this part of everything, but I, I'd be remiss in calling myself a sports show if I don't mention the new Nike ad and everything. And, you know, let me just, let me put this whole Colin Kaepernick thing to bed from my perspective, please, okay? And it's real simple. I have been very vocal that I am not for it. I, I don't like somebody kneeling during the national anthem, okay? Now, does he have that right? Every bit of it, okay? Because that flag that everybody wants to say that he's shitting on is been defended by people who have given him that right. See, because no matter what you want to say, and trust me, I don't like it one bit, okay? But let's play a little devil's advocate for both sides on this, and maybe we can come to an understanding. I know that sounds crazy, but how about this one, you know? How about it really does offend people? How about it really does affect people's lives? How about there are good, fine young men and women right now giving their lives, somebody as close as a friend of the show, Nick Dello, or somebody very close to the family, Brittany and the Chuck out there, giving, putting their lives out there to, for their country, okay? And those people are, are, are hurt. There are people out there that are hurt by this, whether it's them personally, I haven't had the opportunity to speak to them, but there are people out there for those people that are hurt, okay? And at the other side, you have a whole bunch of people going, you don't understand what's going on, okay? 
uh, I, I take a lot of flack for my defense of Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills is a, a ball player over here in Miami, okay, and he plays for the Miami Dolphins wide receiver, and he kneels. And he is a phenomenal young man, okay? He is loved by his teammates. He is loved by the team. He is loved by the community for the, one, for the work that he does for the reason why he kneels. And let's leave it at this. You know, I was taught this when I was younger, okay? You kneel. No man kneels without good reason. Usually that reason is you are thanking God, you are petitioning God, or you're marrying a woman and asking her for her hand. Those are the times that men kneel. Now, Tim Tebow was vilified. Because he wanted to kneel, and how dare he show his Christian beliefs? People are offended by that. So that'll give you an idea that even under the best circumstances, even under the best circumstances, Christian men wants to kneel. People are going to find fault with that. So let's let, let's start that out. Let's be honest with that crazy notion. Kneeling is still. I don't care. Kneel, sit. Stand, order a pizza. I don't know why they can't order a Domino's pizza on the sideline. I really don't give a fuck what they do on the sideline, personally. Order a Domino's pizza, get the Philly cheese, hold the Philly. I don't care. Now, understand this. It's, it, remember, there's a man that we as a country celebrate. Martin Luther King for civil disobedience, for civil protest, okay, without violence. Now, if you find any man kneeling, whether it's Tim Tebow or Colin Kaepernick, offensive and a threat, you need to go look in the mirror. I don't give a shit. I, I really don't care. Okay? Because here is a crazy notion. Maybe the people that are with Colin Kaepernick can understand why a good portion of America is pissed at the disrespect that they feel it shows, okay? And then on the other side, I, I, I got an even crazier notion. How about this? How about reaching out to the young men and women that support that? How about reaching out to Colin Kaepernick and say this very phrase, what can we do to help you, young man, so you stand with the rest of us proud of this country? That's what this country is about. It's about working together. The sides want to have you think it's a, it, it, it's a place of division. It is not. This country is strong. We depend on each other. Turn to your brother, not in disdain, but in love and ask, okay, brother, why don't you want to stand with the rest of us? What can we do? It's listening to both sides, folks. And if I helped one person listen to the other side tonight, I'm blessed for it. Let's get into this. Let's get JT in here right now. Right, 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 right now. Coming to you live from Texas, folks. Deep in the heart of Texas. Jason Townsend. JT, what's up, man? How's it going? Ready to, ready to get a little football kicked off uh, Thursday night? I can't call that kickoff. That was, that was like watching <laughs> paint dry. Uh, so was that we? Okay, we so it wasn't me. That was a terrible game, and Matt Ryan, uh, all you fantasy, you know, fantasy players out there that are waiting on a Matt Ryan comeback, 
you've got to be disappointed at what you saw out there. It was just he looked terrible. He didn't look any better than he did last year. With <laughs> with Kyle Shanahan, the reason Mr. Matt Ryan was having so much success is my is my wonder at this point. Oh, you know, there's a couple of yeah. Well, Kyle Shanahan, he's obviously a very smart man, knows what the hell he's doing. But I just I want to see this. And I have yet to see it. And correct me if I'm wrong. I want to see Matt Ryan step up in a big game. In the big game. Where the game, they won simply because of him. Otherwise, you know what? All he is is another game manager then. No? It, yeah, it, it looked terrible. It looked terrible. Uh, I, I, get, I get what you're saying there. But the point is, if he doesn't step up soon, there's not going to be any big games for Atlanta. So They just... How do you look so bad in the red zone when you're putting out oh. Sanu, you're putting out uh, you're putting out Julio, you're putting out Hooper, you're putting out Rib? How, how do you not get it in there? I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked it looked bad. It looked bad. Well, we're gonna go ahead. Let's get. Let, Let's just get it going, man. I don't even want to waste any time. We've got we've got a great show. We've got Vic coming on. We've got Ahmed coming hey. on. We, we've got a whole list here. Let's get right into it, you know. And for me, obviously, I want to take a look. Let's go first. Giants match up against the Jaguars. Both sides of the ball. Real quick, folks, listen. The, the Giants are going to need every bit of the versatility that they have to beat the Jaguars. But fortunately for this year's edition of the Giants, they do have that versatility. I don't see a particularly huge game. I see a more pedestrian game out of Odell. I see a pedestrian game uh, out of uh, Saquon. It's a fast defense. They've got extremely fast linebackers, okay? So uh, I see uh, just maybe a slow start to that Giant offense against the uh, vaunted defense. And so for me... I still like everybody. You're still starting Odell. You can't sit Odell. You can't sit Saquon, okay? But some of these secondary guys are are guys that I look to step up. In particular, I think maybe we're seeing a big Ingram day, a Shepard day, where they work to the other guys uh, because they're going to put their best men uh, on uh, Odell and on Saquon. And uh, kudos to Odell. Real quick, I mentioned this in an earlier show, JT. Uh, He took the high road when talking about Ramsey. Hopefully he can continue this positive trend when it goes on the field and it's live and in the middle of the heat of the battle. You know, he he shut his mouth. He He got his contract. It's funny. You wonder how much of that has to do with the fact that he got his contract. You look at a guy that didn't take the lazy on bell route, showed up to camp, good faith negotiations with the front office paid off handsomely for him. Now we're looking at this game this week. You know, I've, Ingram, Shepard, you know, the secondary guys, I can see what you're going there. I wonder how much of a scouting report did Tom Coughlin give the coaching staff on Eli Manning? I mean, who knows Eli better out there than probably Tom Coughlin at this point. So, uh, yeah. you know, if I'm, looking at the skill, if I'm looking at the skill position players, you know, I'm thinking maybe – 85 to 100 total yards for Saquon, rush receiving. Maybe he gets in the end zone. Um, Jalen Ramsey versus Odell Beckham. That should be a fantastic matchup, period. 
maybe not so much mm-hmm. from a fantasy perspective, but just watching the NFL, those two, uh, you know, heavyweights going at it. The guy that I want to see is more uh, what Goose was talking about on the last show. Is it going to be D.D. Westbrook that steps up? Is it Keenan Cole? Is it Chalk? Who's the guy that steps up to be that target for Blake Bortles? Because let's be honest, the Giants don't have the linebackers probably to cover uh, Fournette, um, you know, T.J. Yeldon, those kind of guys out of the backfield. But I still think that front four should give the Jags offensive line some trouble. So I want to see on that third long or third intermediate who's the guy that, that Blake Bortles is targeting. Well, you know, and I've seen two different depth charts, and here's the problem. I don't know if they've got Westbrook lining up at the two or at the slot. I've seen both, okay? And to me, if you're lining up Westbrook against Eli Apple, you have to be starting Westbrook. You yeah, think. you just have to be. Yeah. Uh, I like right. – and again, you know, you're looking at this game, folks, and it is the Giants' strength against the Jacksonville strength. You're looking at the Jacksonville weakness, their passing game, okay, against the Giant weakness, the passing defense. So, you know, it, you're looking at a low-scoring game in general. You're not looking for a lot of points out of this game, more than likely. Uh, JT, how about you? Are you looking for a lot – is, is this a fantasy generator or no? No, I mean, I think this is one of those uh, where, you're, where you're playing team defense is you're going to score some points. You're looking more at probably like a 17-10, 17-7, 13-7 game is what I'm looking for. And I just I think that Jaguars team, as I've said, is the AFC representative for the Super Bowl this year. So I see that defense showing up in a big way. And uh, I could definitely see it not being a big day for a lot of guys who have Fournette, Odell Beckham, you know, so on those type of guys. Oh, the only thing that I can definitely uh, guarantee for those fans up in New Jersey that are listening, that are Giant fans and all, um, there's a bunch of Giant fans up there that I know, included myself, that tomorrow, the, the tradition for the first game of the year is a nice loin of pork, roast potatoes around it. That's your food tip for tomorrow, folks. Moving along. You didn't think you'd get culinary advice, huh? Moving along. No, Bill's Ravens. That's good. Yeah, you got to throw it in. Listen, the other day I started out, and I posted The other day I started out with, uh, it was uh, baby back ribs and some land sharks. And uh, that was to kick off that game. And then tomorrow is uh, the loin of pork, roast potatoes, a little applesauce, uh, probably some fresh broccoli. It's a, it's a nice, it's a solid meat and potatoes meal for football. I mean, that's something that Madden would love, a nice loin of pork. Right. Well, from the looks of John Madden, there's not a lot that John Madden didn't love. So, And then Chris Collinsworth's like, here's a guy that eats pork with his potatoes. Oh. Uh, anyway, you know, let's get keep it, it going. Now, hold on. Hold on. You said it. Now i got to jump in on it. How are you going to start the season for all the NFL fans, all psyched, ready for the game, and then, hello, phone says Chris Collinsworth, click. At that point, click. I'm done. Can't watch it. <laughs> Keep here's a guy. Here's a guy that makes you want to off. turn it off. <laughs> he made me turn it off. I watched the game in mute. And then somebody, I love Al Michaels, but somebody tell Al Michaels that it's Oregon, not Oregon. Somebody explain that to him for me. Oregon has got an O, not an A. Anyway. No, listen. You. I want you to listen to Al Michaels. Okay. It sounds like. I feel bad uh, for Al Michaels. 
Yeah, no, I love him. Okay, absolutely. He, he listen. He'll go down in history for the best call in all the sports. Do you believe in miracles? Okay, without a question. Okay, but he's starting to sound like Sean Connery when he talks. It's third down and four to go for the Ravens. Uh, yeah, yeah I no. Notice when you look at when you look at Sean Connery. When you look at that guy's mouth, it looks like he was always eating something greasy like pork or something. You ever look at that guy? It's just like, okay, just wipe your face off before you talk. <laughs> Would you get to the Bills and the Ravens? The mafia's waiting for you. <laughs> Bills and Ravens, you know, what are we what are we gonna see from Joe Flacco? You know, he had a good preseason. Again, the wide receiver core suspect on the team. I think Crabtree's probably your only guy you are going to play from that receiving core this week um running game to me it should it be alex collins getting 20 touches yeah it should be but you have so many mouths to feed you have buck allen you get kenneth dixon you've you've got collins so the running game for me the ravens offense in general is something i'm avoiding at this point until we see who shakes out as the guy that's going to get the most touches in that backfield it's kind of like the philly game a lot of people were expecting jay to have this huge game well, who came out and got the first three carries? Darren Sproles. Everybody predicted that to happen. You know, of course it was Darren Sproles. So I see a lot of the same same type of thing there, kind of like reminiscent of the old New England. Ajayi still did well, though. Gonna be. Yeah, but he did Ajayi well, still did but well. He wasn't the bell cow that everybody hoped he was going to be with LeGarrette Blount mm-hmm. on. Uh, flip over to the <laughs> Buffalo side. You know, Nathan Peterman, a quarterback. A lot of people were expecting Allen in that game. Peterman had a nice, nice preseason. You know, Calvin Benjamin. Charles Clay, who I know you're a fan of. I think Clay is a guy that might be worth a play this week. The Ravens seem to have trouble covering that tight end position last season. Uh, the running game, Lash- you know, LaShawn McCoy, I don't think he's the same shady that we've seen in years past. You know, hit that 30 years old, a lot of wear and tear on that body. I still think he's a good 100 total yards type of guy this week. Uh, maybe a touchdown throw, like I said, with Saquon. But all in all, another game where I just don't see a lot of barn burners on offense. I have Shady at 83 and a touch. Okay. That's their only score. Mm. My Ravens defense is nothing nothing to play with, and especially if you're going in there with, um, you know, that gunslinger Nathan Peterman. Right. Right. So, and then, you know, I mean, I really – it's tough to really take anybody on both these teams, like you said. Not really. It's a lot. It's a lot like going ahead and uh, trying to guess where they're going to go with stuff. I mean, there's so many new moving parts on both teams, and there's so many deficiencies on both teams. Makes you wonder what's going to happen. Uh, I go ahead, though. You know, I have to say, yeah, I would go with Shady for the uh, eighty. 82-83, touchdown, Alex Collins. Alex Collins, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he gets a little bit closer to that century mark. Buffalo's defense had a problem after they made, uh, after they made the uh, trade at Darius uh, stop of the run last year. So until I see that, uh, I'd be more inclined that Alex Collins would have a better game than Shady McCoy. We'll see how that turns out. Bucks, Saints. 
<sighs> my local box here, guys. You know, everybody's hoping for a little fix magic. And uh, it'll be interesting because, uh, you know, not really. Evans is going to be co- covered by Marshawn Lattimore, okay? The guy that you want on this offense. You know, Brace going to get a couple of catches, but he's going to split time with O.J. Howard. There's no friggin' way he's not, okay? But a couple of the guys that you want to take a look at, okay, is definitely Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber's had a fantastic camp, fantastic preseason. A lot of people thought the rookie Ronald Jones would be taking over. Jones has suffered, okay? He's, he's just suffered in the past uh, protection, and he's not really carrying well. Peyton Barber's doing both. And then you got an experienced back like Jack Quiz Rogers there to uh, give him a breather. But look for Peyton Barber to actually surprise a lot of people this week. I, I definitely, I, you know, listen, you're playing against the Saints, all right? You're not going to be running real long, okay? You're going to hope that Peyton Barber is going to be running on the first half and pretty much all the second half, he's going to be dinking and dunking. So if you got PPR, that's really more where you're going to use Barber over a standard league, okay? So that's to me. I mean, the, uh, Tampa does have a little bit more of a beefy line. But the guy I'm looking to this week, okay, is a little surprised. You know, it's not Deshaun Jackson on the other side that I'm going to tell you to look out for. I think Chris Godwin is a guy to own in the Tampa Bay offense. You're looking at a guy that's going to go up against Ken Crawley. Who? Exactly. That's my point. So that's somebody to pay attention to. Now, on the other side of the ball, and you look at Drew Brees, of course, you're playing Drew Brees. There's no fucking way you're not playing Drew Brees. All right, but I look at this as a big game uh, for the whole uh, Saints offense. They know this Tampa Bay defense rather well, and this Tampa Bay defense is a little banged up. You take a look at the team right now, and on their injury report, they're missing two. They're missing half their defensive line. They're missing two defensive linemen. They're missing Tyler Bayer, and they're missing Vinnie Curry. Then you go look at the back end. Brent Grimes is definitely not playing. No Devontae Harris. A banged up uh, Vernon Hargraves, who's been underperforming anyway. You've got a a, a defensive backfield who, during the preseason, has missed games here or there for various reasons. So the communication level on that back end is going to suck. They're not going to – they're missing two defensive linemen. So there goes your pass rush, okay? They're going to be – you know, again, you might have JPP, but it's not going to be what it could be. That's all you've got is JPP and Gerald McCoy at this point, okay? You're missing two other big pieces that you thought were going to go ahead and, and give you a boost this year. So when I look at this game, New Orleans, we're looking at Breeze, definitely a 300-yard game, definitely two, three touchdowns. I look at Michael Thomas as a guy that's possible because he's not going to be matching up against anybody worth anything. I look at Michael Thomas to uh, do what Michael Thomas does, about 122 touchdowns. Ted Ginn's going to have a decent game, but the guy I might watch out for on the wide receiver that is a guy that, you know, if you're looking just for a, at the deepest of leagues, you want to get like a guy like Traycon Smith. He, he was a third round pick out of UCF here in Florida. And he's a big guy. I, I can see him going, you know, he's not going to get a lot. He's not going to get a lot. I can see him maybe getting uh, three catches for 40 yards, but a touchdown, get the kid his first touchdown in his first game. Kamara. I look for Kamara to beast yet. Gillespie is going to play a little bit, but I'm looking at Kamara as a hundred, hundred guy tomorrow against a, a Tampa Bay defense that right now is not up to par. JT. Wow. Um, you know, for a fine forensical analysis of that game, uh, you know, if you get a guy like Mike Evans, if you have Mike Evans, you're playing Mike Evans. You always play your studs, um, you know, when I look at that. But all in all. You're going to play him against Marshawn Lattimore? 
Of course I'm going to play him against Mario. You always play your studs. If you're taking okay. a guy as high as you did Mike Evans, you're not sitting in no matter who you're playing. No, I'm it's not simple. sitting in no matter who. I, I was just having fun because I'm not sitting him. I got him in a couple of leagues. I got him in the cake shake league with Adam Link. Um, with Adam Rank. Yes, yes, you do. Uh, you know, Godwin, as you mentioned, I think Adam Humphreys could be a guy that has a nice uh, sneaky play. If you're, you know, you didn't do so well at the wide receiver position, maybe you're looking for a guy to keep an eye on. Humphreys is a guy that I think could be a uh, you know, 60, 75 yard type of guy, underneath kind of guy. Uh, the running game, Peyton Barber looked good last year. I thought Peyton Barber should have gotten more play than he did. He was definitely better than the aforementioned from last week's show, Doug Martin, which is why Doug Martin's on the left coast of the United States now, not on the Gulf Coast of Florida. This kid has this kid's got a lot. He's a thick kid. He's a powerful back, but surprisingly shifty for his size. Somebody I like to watch going forward. I'll flip over to New Orleans real quick. Again, Kamara, this is a guy that, as the jester said of three, four weeks ago, could be a top back in PPR leagues, should be the top back in PPR leagues. I don't see a regression for the 1,500-plus yards that he had in total offense last year. I look for more of that from this game in Tampa Bay. They've got quick linebackers, but they don't cover well. They can run. They can pursue, but they don't cover well. So Kamara's going to have a big day. Last but not least, we're talking deep. You know, As you said, a guy in deeper leagues. Former Chicago Bear Cameron Meredith is a guy I'd like to keep an eye on. This is a guy that has the talent, really didn't have the offense or the quarterback, to be honest with you, when you're in Chicago that he has here in New Orleans. This is a guy that, as the season goes along, could really make some noise in that offense, a very talented individual. So keep an eye on Put him on your watch list, Cameron Meredith. Uh, better game tomorrow, Cameron Meredith or Traquan Smith? Can I go push on that? I mean, at this point, who knows how either one of them is going to be utilized. It's Drew Brees. He spreads the ball around. One week it could be Traquan. One week it could be Meredith. Um, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say Traquan. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be JT and say Meredith. Sounds good. What do you got for the 49ers and the Vikes, though? Uh, This game, very interesting. When I first saw this was the opener. A little disappointed to see Jarek McKinnon tear the ACL. Guy that I know Shanahan had big, big plans for. All you Matt Verita and Alfred Morris owners, step up. Here we go. Tough, tough defense for the 49ers to start against. I don't like this play. I don't like playing Garoppolo this week. I don't like either of the 49ers running backs. I don't like Marquise Goodwin, Pierre Garçon, Kittle. I'm staying away from the 49ers in this game. That defense just matches up very well with what San Francisco wants to do. The linebackers and Kendricks, guys like that, cover well. They're sure tacklers. That defense swarms to the ball. I think Everson Griffin's going to have a big day. Uh, the secondary, Hunter Smith, uh, just uh, Xavier Rhodes, that's just, that is a tough, tough team for the 49ers to go against. I don't see anyone, including Garoppolo, as a stud at this point on the 49ers mm-hmm. offense. I see a lot of potential there, but no one is a must-play. If I flip to the other side of the ball, we've got the return of Dalvin Cook. We've got Kirk Cousins, Stephon Diggs, Kyle Rudolph, Adam Thielen, Laquan Treadwell. I'm going to keep saying his name because I think this is going to be a coming out party for this kid. Latavius Murray. That 49er defense is young, inexperienced, and I think that the 49ers are going to get taken advantage of this week. So I like the plays on the Vikings side of the ball across the board. 
I I think it'll be a solid game, not spectacular by any one player uh, for the Vikings. I think they'll spread it around to uh, go ahead and give Cousins a chance to just feel comfortable, feel a lot of the, you know, switching the backs in and out and all that. But you mentioned the player that I want to go ahead and I'm going to make a bold prediction for the year, for the year on this player. Uh, And this is for those people that, you know, they play IDP and uh, they've got defensive line on that IDP. I believe that we're going to see a new season sack holder in Everson Griffin. I think this is the year he could have done it last year. King, mm-hmm. I, I think this is I think this is his year where he steps up and might actually push for Strahan's record, uh, twenty-two. So, um, you mean Gastineau's record? You want to say Gastineau? I know. But the, oh, no, what does the NFL what does the NFL record book say? Listen, it says Brett Favre laid down so his good space tooth buddy could get the sack record. That's what that says. Bitter fan. <coughs> anyway, moving along. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hey, listen. You got it. That's right. And at this home, we have the uh, NFL sack record holder until Mr. Griffin breaks it. Hater or not. Well, they, Cincinnati. The sack leader does belong to New York. Yeah. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Here's a good game. Cincinnati versus Indy, folks. Okay. Uh, the much-awaited return of – if you follow him on Twitter, listen, uh, before I get into this, here's, here, here's a, a great one for you, okay? You want me to give you stuff? You want to give me stats and all that? I'm going to tell you who to follow on Twitter even. Go follow Captain Andrew Luck, it's called. Captain Andrew Luck on Twitter. All right? Absolutely the funniest, funniest Twitter account that there is out there. Enjoy it. Anyway, getting on to this, all right. First, let's go to Cincinnati. Hey, Cincinnati in the backfield, we're going to see Mixon. We're going to see Bernard, okay? You're going to see more, a little bit more Bernard on the passing downs. But I think this is, how, is a little bit uh, of his Mixon's coming out part, okay? I believe that we're going to see an over 100-yard game. We're going to see a touchdown. We're going to see a solid performance uh, as the Cincinnati Bengals turn a little bit more towards ball control and big play. They're going to mix up the complete extremes of this. And when I say that, uh, they're going to, yes, of course, A.J. Green. I look for A.J. Green to put up an A.J. Green-type game tomorrow at 7. Listen, you're talking about an indie defense that's eh, very eh at that. So I'm going to go with an A.J. Green at 7 for 120 and a touchdown. But here's my surprise play. People are just wondering, you know, who, who might be cheap out there to go get? You know, I know you DFS guys are listening, okay? Go get yourself Ross. I can see this is, this is a guy that's going to go out. He's going to go for five catches, put up 107 yards and a touchdown tomorrow. He's going to get, my guess, he's going to have a play in the 60-yard range maybe 70, where he's just going to break one for most of those yards, okay, and a touchdown. That's, that's where I'm going with him. Uh, you know we, know, we know Andy Dalton by now, okay? You're not going to expect uh, her passing records and all this stuff out of him, 
But, you know, if you start adding that up where you get a touchdown out of Ross, touchdown out of AJ, and both get a couple hundred, you get a solid day. Maybe a not, not a top five guy, maybe not even a top 10 guy, but maybe a top 12 by the end of this game because I expect a high-scoring game. Andy will be up there. But the problem is, is that the guy on the other side of the ball on the other team is going to be uh, a little higher on that. I expect Andrew Luck to play like Andrew Luck does. He's going to get a running back in Jordan Wilkins, likely the guy to start. And he, he's a sneaky play. He is right now to me, Jordan Wilkins at running back. If you, it, 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 uh, Listen, according to these leagues here, Yahoo. 34% owned. ESPN, 37.8% owned. This is a guy that is currently, here's a guy, here's a guy, that is likely to get 100 yards and still available on waiver wires. This is, they're going to use this kid tomorrow, left and right. He is a good, solid PPR fantasy play. And I expect Andrew Luck to get about 312 yards. I'm calling for 312, two touchdowns. T.Y. Hilton, 100 yards, maybe a touch. The guy that you're going to go ahead, here's a little deeper leagues, little sleeper flex. You're going to pay attention to Naheem Hines out of the backfield. He's also been lining up as the slot receiver. Look for the more attention and the, uh, the actual touchdowns probably to go to the two tight ends that they'll be running and Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. I look for Doyle to go for five for 74 yards and a touchdown. Ebron three for 45 yards and a touch. Again, though, Jordan Wilkins under 40% is the guy I have most likely to be a fantasy stud tomorrow. JT. Um, Just to, to follow up on that game. I'm not sure what I'm going to see from Andrew Luck yet. I want to see him get hit. I want to see how that shoulder holds up when he gets hit. Um, you know, this is a guy that's missed significant time with a significant injury. I also want to see how the mental side of the game is for him once he gets hit. So I'm, I'm pumping the brakes on Andrew Luck or Captain Andrew Luck for one week, maybe two weeks. I want to see, you know, how the kid holds up. His talent is unquestioned. His heart's unquestioned. The kid's a great player, great talent, but I want to see him. I want to see him get through the battle. You know, get through the battle scars before I'm willing to ride him. I like your call on Wilkins. Uh, Marlon Mack has practiced this week, unless you've heard something different that I from than, than what I'm hearing. Um, but I still think Wilkins is a guy that could own that backfield. Like you mentioned, Hines out of the backfield, third down back. Let's be honest. I think the Colts with that defense are going to be playing from behind quite a bit this year. So this kid could see quite a bit of time on the field and be a nice uh, source of receptions and receiving yards and maybe a few yards on a draw play here or there, or a toss sweep type of type of play from him. Cincinnati, you're, you're a little higher on Mixon than I am. I'm looking at that 1.8 yards per carry so far this summer. It seems to me like he's a little indecisive in the hole. I'd like to see him get back to the guy that he was at Oklahoma and just one cut and go. If he does, the kid can be absolutely dominant. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, you look at the way he closed the season last year when Mixon got hurt with a concussion. This is a guy that was involved in the passing game, the running game, and people don't realize this kid feels like he's been around forever. He's right around 26 years old, so still young, still in his prime, a kid that can make some noise. My question for you, Jester, is Tyler Eifert. What are your feelings mm-hmm. on Tyler Eifert? Do you trust him? 
Uh, do you think we're going to see the guy that we saw back when he was healthy a couple years ago? Or is this a guy that's just damaged goods and you're staying away from him? I have zero shares in him. In all the teams that I currently own, I have zero shares. I have uh, a bunch more and a whole other tight ends that um, I believe are well worth it, way over uh, Eifert. Supreme talent, but the best ability is definitely availability, folks. Um, you know, moving along, got to keep this running along because we're waiting for Hammett to get in. We're going to get him in here on the line from Fantasy Jester Sports. We've got Vic Tibetetto coming up on the show later on. Comedian extraordinaire, great guy. Absolutely love talking with him. And, uh, you know, we've got a couple more surprises coming down the pike. I'll be talking about that at the end of the show. Moving along in our predictions, I've got Texas, the good old Texans, versus the Patriots, you know. And for me, that is tied into, well, I made a bold prediction, and I'll get into that later on. Texas, for the Texans here, Deshaun Watson, I mean, uh, until he hurts his knee again, why wouldn't he continue doing what he was doing last year? Uh, I mean, uh, he's looked solid. He, he's been a guy that is going to be good for 300 yards in a game that is on the road. So you're going to expect a, a high-powered game out of him. Uh, he, all, he was averaging over 250, almost 260 yards last year as a rookie. So I expect a little uptick in that, a slight uptick. So I could see a 300-game, two-touchdown performance, maybe about 40 yards rushing out of him. Lamar Miller is going to be his uh, usual uh, solid but unspectacular self, maybe about 80 yards on the touchdown. But, uh, you know, when I take a look at this and I look at the weakness on the New England side of the ball, where, where would I attack me personally? You know, I'm probably looking at, you know, Jawan Bentley and – Alondon uh, uh, Roberts at the middle linebacker position that uh, are kind of weak right now for the New England Patriots. So to me, I look like a, for a guy that maybe Jordan Aikens, a third round out of UCF. Another, I mentioned another UCF guy, and there's a reason why. If those of you who aren't paying attention to college ball, UCF was undefeated last year, and these young kids that got drafted from UCF were part of that undefeated season, so they're probably pretty good. And at six foot three, 250 pounds, he makes for a fantastic target for Deshaun Watson. I expect him not, uh, you know, I don't expect a spectacular day, but a solid, again, not overly fantastic, but four catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown in his first appearance on the big stage. Uh, that that would be big and probably not expected by a lot of people. But, again, looking at where they can attack on that defense, yeah, of course, Hopkins, you're starting Hopkins. Yeah, you're starting Fuller, okay? But a guy that really people might not be used to his name, that's where I'm going. Now, on the New England side of the ball, shockingly enough, I'm actually going to go the opposite way that I usually do. I'm I, – I, I, Scared to play Brady. I mean, you got to play him, but he's not going to be Brady. You got to give this line, you know, uh, the Texans line, 
uh, a lot of props for who they have on this uh, front line of them because they're going to do what I've seen no other quarterback in the NFL more affected by moving him off the spot than the future Hall of Fame, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Tom Brady's a Hall of Fame quarterback from on his spot in the park pocket. You move him slightly, slightly, and he becomes a different passer, uh, more so than any other passer that I've seen. Yes, he is the true pocket passer. But here's the thing that people don't pay attention to, and it's going to be the problem. You know, Gronk will be Gronk, okay? But remember one thing. He's still going to be matched up probably against uh, McKinney. You're going to see a matchup there. And the, the secondary are guys that, listen, they've got Jonathan Joseph who came over from the Bengals. You got Kareem Jackson, a former first-round pick. You got the Honey Badger now in Tyrone Matthew from Arizona. And you got Kevin Johnson, a former first-round pick. Plus, you throw in their fifth defensive back at Justin Reed, the third-round pick from this year. You've got a solid back end. I see the New England Patriots struggling out of the gate against a, what's going to be a very solid, possibly division-leading team. See, they have the defense close to as good as the Jaguars, they have a much better offense. I think this is a team that we could see uh, at the top of that division. And go ahead and help me in my prediction that by the end of the weekend, we will have one undefeated team. And I'm going to go ahead and say that team is going to be covered in the next segment. We'll see if JT agrees with me. Titans, Finns, who do you have? And why? Uh, well, at this point, you know, as a Dolphin fan, I'd love to say Miami, but anyone out there who's a Dolphin fan who's listening knows we've seen this all before. We've heard all the great changes that have been made. We've heard all the, you know, publicity about this, that, and the other, and all this, this you know, that's going to be different this year. And same old thing every year. So until I actually see Miami start doing something different, I expect the same thing we've seen for the last 20 years, which is strive to be mediocre because that's pretty much what we have been over the last two decades since Dan Marino has been gone. So I want to see it first. So at this point I'm looking at Mike Vrabel guy's got a pedigree of winning hard nosed coach, kind of an old smash mouth style of coach. I think Derek Henry's going to have a big day. I think Dion Lewis is going to do to us what he did to us when he was in new England, have a big day out of the backfield running wheel routes, uh, you know, Draw plays, this kid has always hurt Miami. One of the guys, Jester, that you've talked a lot about, Corey Davis, will go against Xavier Howard. I think that's going to be a really fun matchup. Howard did have a big camp, but I think uh, Corey Davis could take advantage of him size-wise. You know, we look at the tight end position. I'm big on Jonu Smith. There's still Delaney Walker. I see matchup nightmares for a very inexperienced outside of, let's be honest, outside of Kiko Alonso, you got Raekwon McMillan. Second-year player that's a rookie, be making his first NFL start. James Butler, the third-round pick out of Ohio State, making his first career start on the other side. A good defensive line, soft in the middle. That's where it scares me. I don't see enough with Akeem Spence and and then and Godchow and Taylor. I just don't see enough in the middle to handle mm. that line and handle Derrick Henry. So when I look at this, I say I think it's a big day for Henry. I think it's a big day for Corey Davis. And a big day for Mariota at this point. 
I flipped to the Miami side. You know, Ken Drake, I think you could see 100-plus total yards of offense from him. Uh, the receiver core, no Devontae Parker. Jester, I know you and I were shocked that we heard no Devontae Parker for a broken finger. Dude, I've seen receivers play with a broken hand. Come on, man. Do me a favor. Go find your nuts, okay, and reattach them and be a man. You're playing in the NFL, man, which, as Jerry Glanville said, stands for not for long when you have heart like Devontae Parker. So I'm done with you. Next, Jakeem Grant, Danny Amendola. I can see big days from both of those. You mentioned Kenny Stills. I think Kenny Stills may have trouble getting open tomorrow. I think they're going to see a lot of double down on him. And a guy that you have drafted in a couple leagues I play with you in, and Mike Gasicki, what do you see from him this week? you see a big day in the red zone for him? You know, here's what it is. When I look at the, the whole game, I see a big game for Gasicki. I think this is where the time that he has spent, him and Tannehill have spent a lot of time. See, that's what I'm going by and why I have a lot of stock in him. I look at the idea mm-hmm. that Tannehill has pretty much taken him by the hand and showed him what he wants and what he expects firsthand and Kasiki is a workhorse. So, yeah, I'm looking at that matchup. I wouldn't – listen, it's no secret that Adam Gase has been looking for a tight end. He thought he had gotten his tight end that he used to have in Denver back with him now in Miami, and that didn't turn out. So since he's been here in Miami – He's been looking for that tight end, looking for that tight end, looking for that tight end because he loves to use it. And now you're going to see that weapon. And you're going to see that weapon because without Parker, they also have a size problem uh, 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 on the outside, they have, uh, on their wide receivers. So you're going to look for that big target in the red zone. I, I, I can see Gesicki pushing 80 yards and a touchdown. I see him, you know, up there probably – I could see him finishing top ten tight end, no problem by the end by the end of this weekend, because they're going to use him. He is a good blanket. He is a big kid, big great hands. Okay, and yeah, no Parker. I think Wilson is a guy to watch. I've been hearing good things. He's come on nicely uh, as this uh, camp has progressed. You're going to see Wilson out there, but more than anything, from the Miami side of the ball, everything that I've been told and been hearing is that. They're just spreading the ball. Uh, Philadelphia, you're going to look at a team like Philadelphia, Miami, and New England as teams that you're just going to have a nightmare trying to predict where they're going to go this, uh, this week in the matchups. But the one constant by the end of the year is going to be Kosicki. I'm going to tell you right now. Are you you're playing see... Kenyon Drake? Am I playing Kenyon Drake? Sure. Sure, he's a talented kid. Okay. He's a, he's a yeah, very, yeah. very, very talented kid. I'm playing Stills. I, if it's PPR, okay. if it's PPR, I'm playing Stills. I'm playing Stills right up there. I put him up in the Cooper Cup range. Okay. Cooper okay. Cup is a, a wide receiver too. I have okay. uh, at yeah. least in my I, I look at him as a wide receiver too. With uh, with as many he listen. Cooper Cup led the Rams last year in targets. So, you know, oh, that, that's going. Now, last quick question then. Yeah. As big as you are on Corey Davis and the camp that Xavier Howard's played, what do you see in that matchup? Well, here's my concern. And, and when I look at that side of the ball, when I'm looking at the Tennessee side of the ball, 
I, I can see them going more and more to let, let's give the ball to Henry. Let's give the ball to Dion Lewis. A little mix between John and Smith. Okay. This particular week, I, I'm sorry. I think Howard, this, is, this season could be Howard's coming out party as one of the best corners in the league. Now, with that said, yes, I have said Corey Davis will, will have a big year, but my whole general feeling for his season, for Mariota season, and for the Titans offense is one that won't necessarily be, I'd feel better about this matchup for them and the use of Corey Davis. I haven't benched in a couple of teams because it's too early in the season to me. Mariota still hasn't looked sharp yet in the new system and with the way they're going to run things. When I start seeing Mariota look a little sharper, then I'd be a little bit more confident in the matchup. Okay. And I expect because of the new coaching system and making the adjustments and the team learning all of everything new together, yeah, Stumble out of the gate because defenses generally have the hand up when you first start in the season as it is on the offense. Right. And, and in this case here, when, when you're putting in the, everybody and getting a whole new system, new coach and all that stuff, okay, yeah. It's going to take a couple of games. Uh, I see Tennessee from week four. From week four on, I see them uh, as a team to watch out and uh, an offense. To watch out for, but not not yet, and certainly like not against. Yeah, certainly not Corey Davis against Howard. I'm telling you, Howard, this is his coming out party. Uh, and uh, as far as the running back, okay, and how their offense is going to go. Remember one thing: uh, the Miami Dolphins, okay, for for all that inexperience, uh, Raquan is one of the is expected to be a very top talented uh, linebacker in this league for years to come. And you already have uh, Jones on the back end. So, you know, Miami, while you might not like how solid they are in the middle of the line, once you get past the middle of that line and you've got the linebacker and safety and all that, and you're getting that help in the middle of that line, that seals up what's going to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think Miami's going to surprise teams. I, I, I've been called a homer on this, and I'm not. I'm a Giants fan. I follow all the <laughs> Teams and of course I follow the Miami, Miami, Tampa, and Jacksonville because I live here. But right. no, I, I think this we can see this happening. We can see the Miami Dolphins, the only undefeated team in the AFC by the end of the, by the end of the weekend. We'll see. We'll see how that comes out, folks. Continuing on, we're going to take a little break from this. We'll continue on and then we'll get to Vic and everything. But I want to go ahead. We have a phenomenal. Phenomenal new writer over on FantasyJusticeSports.com. And, uh, you know, we have to go ahead, JT. And uh, next week, Kid Kelly's going to be on uh, from FantasyJusticeSports.com. And um, we're going to have to give her – I've I've talked to her. I've spoken with her. And uh, she is no longer going to be the newbie at the website. So – she is going to shed. Excited, I'm sure. Yeah, well, at 23, she's glad to be getting rid of uh, the kid part and Kid Kelly. Right. I have come up right. with I have come up with a new name for Miss Kelly. Okay, she will no longer be Kid Kelly. She is no longer the rookie on the group. Okay, and uh, 
Her new name will be revealed next week. And what I'm going to ask you to do, I've already asked her. And uh, if anybody out there wants to chime in and give me, you know, maybe you're a friend of Hamid, and give me a nickname, because uh, we're going to be Nick giving Hamid a nickname next week uh, on the show. Mm-hmm. As we shed one for uh, Kid Kelly, we're going to be giving one to my next guest. Phenomenal writer. Like I said, he is his love of football, JT. His love of football was the oh, thing you can tell that. Oh, articles. Yeah. It is what attracted me first, okay, because he is his passion for the sport. And so then I started paying attention. Hey, listen, you can love the sport all you want, but if you're a dumb fuck, it doesn't matter, okay? No, you're talking about a guy who really knows his sport, okay? Yeah, yeah, it's true. (laughs) You can be a big fan. You can love the sport. That doesn't mean you're smart. Point break, that was for you, by the way, at least from my opinion, that was for you. But anyway, go continue. <laughs> so, you know, honestly, though, it's somebody who loves the sport. He is knowledgeable in the sport. It is my pleasure to welcome on the show, Hamid Zandu. Hamid, how are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. You're awfully way too kind to me. Too many compliments for the rookie, but I'll take it happily. Uh, I appreciate being on the it, show. Man. I'm excited. Don't get yeah, don't you get know, used to him complimenting you, trust me. Don't get used to it. Um, I have to do that. It's part of my job. Personally, uh, you know, uh, all of it's still questionable to me. I don't know. Um, fortunately, uh, from what I believe, you're a Giants fan. Is that correct? Absolutely. Oh, a hardcore Giants fan. There it is. I there hate when is. that okay. happens. I hate when that happens, how that works out, huh? Boy, that is Conveniently. so many questions. Ahmed, your first one. Let's get right to this, folks. Uh, if you've been checking it out, and if you haven't, go ahead. Ahmed's been laying it down on FantasyJusticeSports.com. He's gone ahead and given uh, some great info, some great stuff on there. But first, before we get to the most recent articles and your predictions, you know what? We've been on the show. We've talked to everybody and their mother about their favorite sleepers. Why don't you give me a couple? Why don't you give me the first one? Oh, absolutely. And I really feel really strongly about this sleeper, Jameis Winston. Nobody is talking about Jameis Winston. All you think about when you hear the name Jameis Winston is all the charges that he has up against him, the suspension, and the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he plays well, let's bench Winston. No, folks, you have to draft this guy. Going QB 22 right now in the league? Come on. Here's why. Last year, first of all, let's discuss his numbers. Well, let's go with the injuries first. He, had, he suffered an injury in week six and then also uh, aggravated that injury in week seven. And then he finally sat out three games uh, to rest his injury to get better. In the games that he played healthy, which is ten games that he did play, he was on pace to actually throw for close to 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. And that's only accounting for 10 healthy games. He threw for 3,186 yards, 19 touchdowns, just nine interceptions. If you want to talk about completion percentage, his 63.8 completion percentage was better than Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, Philip Rivers, Tyler Taylor, who does not throw very far, so he dink and dunk the line. He still had a better completion percentage than him. Here's the shocker. His completion percentage was better than Carson Wentz, 
and Russell Wilson. I bet if you ask on a trivia, no one would guess that. So the fact that this guy is going QB 22 in draft is just mind-boggling to me. Having a full healthy season, I expect this guy to be even better. Don't be surprised if he throws for about 42 to 4,300 yards and give about, about 27 or 30 touchdowns. His completion percentage of 53.8%, 7.9 uh, yards per attempt, and 92.2 passer rating were career numbers for him. So why he's going so low is beyond me. One of the things that you just pointed out is probably the best part of that. Over the three years, you know, people, yeah, they want to focus on crab legs, this, that, the other, okay? But the kid's going to come back. Uh, he didn't die. I, I don't understand. People are forgetting about him. Uh, but the one stat that you gave is pretty, pretty indicative of what his progress has been in the NFL. When I take a look at, uh, at rating, you mentioned the 92.2 uh, rating. You know, that right. is a number that has gone up each of the three years that he's been at the league. It started out at 84.2, then it jumped to 86.1. Now it's 92.2 last year. So it's a guy that's still continuing to improve. We don't know how good Jameis Winston can be yet. I mean, JT, do you agree? You, or... to... uh, you know, you, you watched the kid play at Florida State, and, and you thought, okay, this kid's the real deal. Uh, you know, he's got everything. Yeah, he needs to work on the maturity level. But as far as the physical tools, he's got those. At this point now, I wonder if the front office, the ownership, the coaching staff, if they're done with him. Are, you know, are they over it? Uh, I think for Jameis Winston to reach that full potential and to be what Hamid is talking about is I think he needs to go somewhere else. I think the Bucks need to find a trade partner, give him somewhere, get him away from, like you mentioned, Jester, a couple weeks ago. He's way too close to Tallahassee all of his boys and all of his bad influences that are around in there. This mm-hmm. kid needs to get somewhere else, and he needs some kind of a Tony Dungy type of head coach, a mentor that can actually get in his head and get his attention. Because if he finds that, I agree with what you guys are saying. This kid's the sky's the limit for this guy. I just don't see that happening in, in the Gulf Coast in Tampa. needs to be somewhere else. So, JT, let me ask you this question. If, if Fitzpatrick goes 2-1 in one in the three games that Winston will be out – do, you, do they keep uh, Fitzpatrick as a starter? You know, I, I personally, I would think so. I also think uh, the coach needs to see, does, does Fitzpatrick have the locker room? If that locker room is solely behind him and you can tell that they're playing hard for this guy, I don't think you pull them out of there. If they don't look like they're playing hard for him and it looks like, yeah, you know, they're just kind of going through the motions, then maybe you consider that. But if, if he's got the locker room, I keep Fitzpatrick in there as the starter. But there's not a reason gonna why he's always been a journeyman backup, though. Fitzpatrick, is the, the only time he actually started was for the Jets. And that's not after matter. Geno Smith got punched in the face. We all remember that uh, by his <laughs> own teammate. But that's, he's otherwise been a backup quarterback his entire career. So, and but Winston's only 24. Let's also remember that, too. Young quarterbacks that are even good, forget about great, just good, are in high demand. Tampa Bay will making – Tampa Bay will essentially be resetting – their entire team to grow from the ground up again if they gave away Winston. Well, look at Pittsburgh, Hamid, right now. Look at the way that locker room's turning on Le'Veon Bell. So, again. Big mistake by them, but I agree. 
if you're Pittsburgh at this point and James Conner goes out there and do what we all think he can do uh, in a game where he's going to get every opportunity, bad weather, wind, you know, that sort of thing, he's going to get on, he's going to get fed. You know, if the locker room is behind him, if the locker room's behind him, I don't think you can bring Winston back in at the risk of losing that locker room. And let's be honest, Dirk Cutter is on the hottest of hot seats at this moment right now as it is. Totally agree with that. So, now, let me ask you something. Who, besides, I agree, like I said, to me, you're not going to sit Winston, okay? I don't care. First of all, they've got three hard matchups, okay? So I really don't see two and one happening. But let's say in the, worst, in the most ridiculous case, he goes 3-0. and Loose guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be Jameis' team when he comes back. And that locker room right now, they are still behind him. The team is still behind him. There are rumblings, though, that they have made it very clear to him. And I can't really go into it, but they have made it clear to him that he needs to be, when he comes back, he needs to be the player that they expect. They need him to be the leader that he needs to be. And this this bit of bullshit that's gone on, he's been told it's the last bit of bullshit that'll go on while he's wearing the Tampa Bay uniform. So um, he's going to have a lot to prove, and he knows that. He knows that, and his attitude in camp since that time has been wonderful. He knows what's expected of him and how he's handled it. Uh, probably has me uh, going ahead and saying that Hamid might be on to something there as somebody to keep an eye on. If your quarterback goes down early in those first couple of weeks, Jameis might be a guy to go ahead and pick up. Real quick, Hamid, who else? Another uh, now I'm going to switch to the AFC side. Emmanuel Sanders being drafted really late. I think he's going to be the Adam Thielen of the Denver Broncos. And here I'll give you a couple of reasons why. Let's just dive in real quick into his separation per yard, for instance. It's tied 2.4 yards per separation per route against the defender. He's tied with AJ Green, Julio Jones, and better than guess who, DeAndre Hopkins. Wouldn't have guessed wow. that if I had not wow. read up on this guy. In the preseason, he's being targeted for every thir- for 32 routes that he's run in the preseason. He, uh, sorry, 37 routes that he's run. 32 targets total, th- passing attempts by uh, Keenum. 14 times Emmanuel Sanders has been targeted. Versus how many times DT has been targeted? Just four times. Also, in the slot, he's been used in the slot more than ever before uh, in this preseason. And that... Emmanuel Sanders' numbers go up significantly when he plays out of the slot. And Keenum, of course, from we know from Thielen, he loves passing within the slot. He loves that safer route run, and I see no reason why that people should be doubting. Don't be surprised if Adam, if Emmanuel Sanders actually outperforms Demarius Thomas. DT may have the touchdowns, but Emmanuel Sanders will have more yards and more receptions. Don't, I'll, give, I'll give him 80 receptions for about 1,100 yards and five touchdowns about, right? That's about, that's about where I'll put him with Keenan. Nice. Nice. That, uh, that's great stuff. I, and I like him. I, I, we've mentioned about him. We've mentioned Keenum. We've mentioned about this Denver offense. And, again, a guy that – a rookie out there on that team, too, that's going to be coming along uh, in Sutton. 
but Emmanuel Sanders is a very talented wide receiver. And to me, I don't I think, and I could be wrong, this could be the year where he pushes ahead of Demarius Thomas. And that'll be, I think this could be the last year we see Thomas in a Broncos uniform one way or the other. So that's uh, a real great pick there, Hammond. Thanks so much. We've got to keep going. We've got the rundown to go on. We'll have you on in the future, but thanks so much for joining us tonight. Great stuff, Hammond. Keep it up, man. Hey, thank you very much. Hey, JT, nice talking to you guys. Hey, Jester, man, nice great you, show. I love it. I was, I've been excited to listen to you guys. It's so much fun. I can't wait to be on next. Have a good one, guys. More to working with you. Yeah, sounds great, man. You keep up the great writing. Thanks so much, Ahmed. Uh, JT, I'll tell you, he uh, he has been throwing down some great articles, and now every Monday yeah. he's going to be giving us the uh, recap. Mondays and Tuesdays. Monday he's going to give us the recap of the early games on uh, Sunday, some of the fantasy uh, perspective that what we saw and what wasn't and why it happened. He's going to be breaking that down. And on Tuesday, he's going to give you the late game and the Monday game. And then again, like I mentioned earlier, on Fridays, he's going to give you his sit starts. And we're going to be talking about it on this sit start show that we're going to be having every week here on the Fantasy Justice Show. As we go ahead and we're going to be bringing it to you, a portion of it, live from the Fantasy Facebook group, year-round fantasy football discussion if you are a fantasy player, there's only one place to be. No childish crap. It's not about, oh, I am bitching back and forth. It's about a group of guys that uh, it varies from, you know, experienced guys to new people, all just talking so that they can learn and help each other. It's a great group. Go check them out. I'm over there. Uh, I'm over. I'm everywhere, it seems like, these JT Jesus. Oh, you um, Jeez, ah, I am. It is crazy. Having fun with Adam Rank too. Um, that's been that's been a blast. Been calling him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who uh, aren't privy to where we uh, are on the whole Adam Rank thing, I'm playing with Adam Rank for a cake shake. We've got big stakes on the line, and according now, this is through his company. According to his company, I uh, I, I did pretty well on my draft. Gave me an A plus. Uh, gave me a uh, thirteen and one record. Projected finish to first, and uh, Mr. Rank is uh, undoubtedly in trouble. Uh, I'm coming after him. Let's continue on. Let's get to this KC Los Angeles Chargers game. Great matchup. A high scoring game. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. This should be a high scoring affair. Uh, and I had mentioned uh, earlier about the idea that Mahomes. Still isn't – I'm not completely sold on him. And, and this is the kind of game, though, sold that – more. Pardon me? But you're sold more than you were about a month ago. Starting to starting to see where, okay, fine, he's, he's picking it up. I was really worried that he wasn't picking it up. I mean, he looked lost for a while there and uh, starting yeah, to see it. But, hey, listen, we'll see. We'll see what happens when the lights come on. But, you know uh, – He's facing a team that has no Joey Bosa, but it does have me being Ingram and Perryman on that defense. And remember one thing, folks, if uh, you haven't been paying attention, because the Los Angeles Chargers are a team to watch this year, they went out, their first four picks, their first four rounds all went to defense. Uh, They went out, and at every level, they got 
one defensive tackle, two linebackers, and with their first pick, they went out and got safety Derwin James. I mean, so they've gone ahead and addressed that defense. And even with that, because of it all, okay, because of it all, it's going to be a high-scoring affair. You're going to see uh, you're going to see a mixed game from Mahomes. I, I think you see the touchdowns. I think you see the arms. I think you see the legs. Okay, but I think you also see a game where he he throws two picks. You know, he's going to get the yards. He's going to get touchdowns. But then you look at it and go, well, hopefully I'm in a league where I'm not getting hit for interceptions. And I play in a couple leagues where you do. So um, you got to watch that. But And from the other side, though, the Los Angeles Chargers, okay, remember one thing. The Chargers are going to face a team with no Eric Berry. He's listed as doubtful uh, for his heel. You got Armani Watts playing safety uh, his fourth year, or Eric Murray, uh, the uh, fourth rounder from two years ago. Um, the other safety, Ron Parker, he's a journeyman. He's been everywhere. He's been on Seattle, Oakland, Seattle. Here, here's, here's one for you. He's been on Seattle, Oakland, Seattle, Carolina, Seattle again, Kansas City, Atlanta, and back to KC. This is uh, the back line uh, going against <laughs> Philip Rivers and that Charger offense. I expect Keenan Allen to have a regular Keenan Allen day. I expect my guy, I've been telling everybody to pick up Mike Williams to do it and show why I've been telling everybody to pick him up. Everybody on that team, pretty much. I, I could see, like I said, this is, we mentioned earlier games that you stay away from a fantasy play because there's not going to be a lot of points scored. This one here, you pick all your players, you're starting them and uh, getting them in there because, yeah, it's a big fantasy game. JT? Well, the one guy you didn't mention that I think could be, uh, and he's available in a lot of leagues because he didn't sign until recently. Antonio Gates, the old mm. faithful safety blanket for Phillip Rivers, a guy that can still put up five, six, seven touchdowns, catch 40, 45 balls this season, uh, a nice backup tight end, tight end two, or maybe a streaming play for you, but a guy that knows where Rivers is going to be. Rivers knows where he's going to be, and let's be honest, Gates still catches the football just like he ever has. That hasn't gone away. Is he a step slower? Absolutely. Maybe two steps slower. But a red zone threat nonetheless, and a guy that I think uh, is available in a lot of leagues to be a nice waiver wire pickup for you uh, going forward. So as far as Kansas City, a flip side of that ball, somebody that the Jester mentioned a couple weeks ago, somebody I like, Chris Conley, getting talked up quite a bit by Andy Reid right now. Mm-hmm. Could be somebody mm-hmm. who makes some noise as the season goes along. Travis Kelsey's going to be just fine. But the guy, that, uh, the kid from West Alabama from a couple years ago, Tyree Kill, the guy that we mentioned on this show early on, okay, this kid is fantastic. He finally has a quarterback that doesn't have a spaghetti noodle for an arm, and this kid can show off his speed, and he's done it all summer long. Watch out for Tyree Kill, and if you're in leagues where you get multipliers for longer touchdowns, which I'm in several of those, this is a guy that's going to reward you for that. I see hmm. double-digit touchdowns, and I see over 1,300 yards for this kid this year. So can't wait to see the Tyreek Hill-Pat Mahomes connection. Putting you on the spot, bigger game this week, Conley or Watkins? I'm not touching Sammy Watkins, period. Uh, we got 15 minutes and a bunch of games. Um, 
Let's go. Power through. Let's keep going. Well, let's see how far we can get. Washington Cards. Oof. Washington, the, one of the teams with the least amount of talent, at least on paper, from what I've seen. Adrian Peterson, I don't expect, you know, we've talked about, you know, four or five games he wears down. At this point, I'd be lucky if he lasts six quarters, in my opinion. I don't want anything to do with him. He had one game last year where he went nuts. I traded him for Adam Thielen, and that's the only good thing I have left to say about Adrian Peterson at this point. The running game, I, there's nothing for me there. Chris Thompson and PPR leagues out of the backfield is going to be Chris Thompson, a guy I like. Receiving-wise, I think Jameson Crowder with more targets. Maybe we start to see some of what we saw two years ago from him, a guy that Jester mentioned last week that could finally come into that magical third year, Josh Doxson out of TCU. All the talent in the world, if he can stay on the field, the kid has a chance to make some noise. Jordan Reed, uber-talented tight end, always hurt, glass cannon. Uh, flip side of the ball, you're looking at Arizona, the return of David Johnson. And, and be real, folks, the fact that somebody on this show not named JT got him with the fifth pick in a league where Adam Rank is playing, I thought you guys were fantasy experts. This guy didn't have a lower body injury. He had a wrist injury. It's not going to affect his game in any way, shape, or form. Still probably the most talented, if not second most talented running back in football. I expect to see a lot from him. Sam Bradford's had a big camp. Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk. There's some nice players on that side of the ball. Uh, I think you start Larry Fitzgerald every single week, David Johnson. I think Kirk is a guy you wait and see on, but I think we can see him uh, – as each game goes along, become a little more relevant. So if he's available, I think he's a nice sneaky stash. But overall, David Johnson, I mean, you play him every week, Jester. Do you agree? Uh, you mentioned the uh, league with Mr. Rank, and somebody had the fifth pick overall. Folks, if you're out <laughs> there, somebody near and dear to your heart, somebody that you guys really love out there that you're a big fan of, uh, he had the fifth pick overall, and I ended up uh, – he, he, I'm sorry, whoops. He ended up with David Johnson. I ended up – listen, here's my team, folks. Uh, for those of you out there wondering, uh, what, what am I dealing with in the Cake Shake League, okay? I've got Watson at my first quarterback spot. I've got David Johnson. I've got Peyton Barber. I've got Mike Evans. I've got um, Amari Cooper. I've got Ingram. My second quarterback is Garoppolo, and I've got the Rams' defense. I'll be all right. I'll do okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I'll be okay. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how that all goes. And I've been having fun, folks. If you are on Twitter, go watch all week long as I harass Adam Rank. And it's becoming a regular thing now. Uh, I posted a woodshed and uh, told him he didn't know I had brought him back there for the draft. We've been having fun. We've been having fun. And uh, I'm going to have a challenge for him, JT, I think. Mm. I think I'm going to put it out there. I am going to, I'm going to challenge Adam Rank. I don't know what week, you know, and I have to go look at this. Maybe I should look before I make the challenge. <laughs> make sure I'm not getting hit on the bottom. You look before you leap. Never. Yeah, well, it happens. I've gotten wise in my old age. Um, So I go ahead. I want to take a look at this. And if I have, if it's a good week, I think I'm going to challenge him in a beard challenge. The week that we play, if he loses, he has to dye his shit blue. If I lose, I have to shave it 
I'm willing to put wow, my I'm willing to me, put my blue goatee on the line. You're gonna make me root for him. You're gonna make a lot of people root for him. My poor poor Mrs. Jester. Okay, Mrs. Jester is on the other side of the studio, folks, waving her hands. No, no, no. <laughs> I could put that on the line. Hey, listen, I put worse on the line. I had to get in the water with sharks. I've been challenged to that. Uh, no, you shaving the beard is worse than that. How can you it's gonna fear be the funny. beard if there's no if there's beard? No beard. <laughs> there's no fear in the beard. I'm going to fear the beard is going to be gone. No, I think we could do that. Maybe he'd be willing to do that. Maybe, maybe I can get him to do a beard challenge and – the week we play, $100 each, uh, winner puts the money to his favorite charity. I don't know. We'll see what I can talk him into. I'm going to wrangle him into something. I know he thinks it's – I think – the crazy part, I really think he thinks he has a good team. And he doesn't. Well, he does have a good team. I has got a good team. Listen – According to the people, I didn't put a name on it. Listen, obviously, I've gotten away from the picture, folks. This is funny. I didn't put a name on it, okay? I put the two team starters, the rosters of the two teams starters, side by side, no name on it. Overwhelmingly, like 70 to 1. It was the one side. It was my side. I hate to say that. No, I don't. I love to say that shit. That is great. See, before, I got to be honest with you, Jason, it's turned into this. See, when I first got the invite, I was happy to be there. Just happy. Giggled my ass off, okay, that I was there. But now that I'm here and I drafted a decent team, I'm actually dumb enough to think I could win. I think I got this. I think I can do this. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah, there's going to be no living with you whatsoever. There'll be none. There's no living with me now, and I'm nobody. Imagine if I become somebody. I'm a pain in the ass. I'm nobody. I'm an idiot with a blue beard right now. But if I become a bigger idiot with a better blue beard, there'll be definitely no living with me. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead. Let's get. Let's try and get one more game in each here. Um Let's take a look at the – which one? I'm going to let you go to – let's go with the both Monday night games, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up. Let's go with Rams-Raiders. Uh, listen, the Rams are my Super Bowl pick, folks, okay? And I had mentioned earlier about starting Cooper Cup and that he's the most targeted last year on the team. And I don't see that changing. Yeah, I get it. They've got Brandon Cooks. But when it comes time, he's going to go with the guy he's comfortable with, the guy he was comfortable with last year as a rookie. He was comfortable going to him in the red zone. That's not going to change as their careers continue to grow together. Okay. But you're literally starting everybody on that Rams offense except that tight end. Okay. That's, that's just my opinion on that. The Raiders at the other side, though, I don't know. Are you starting anybody other than Cooper uh, on the Raiders? Offense, JT. Oh, I mean, you look at that. Look at that offense at this point, and 
you going to start Lynch? Probably not. I Sue and Aaron Donald up front could cause havoc for several teams yeah. this season, the Raiders being one of them. Um, wow. At this point, I'm, I'm, I'm going down the line, and maybe Jordy Nelson, if you're hurting a wide receiver, uh, you know, as a flex, uh, something of that nature. But, yeah, other than Cooper, I'm probably not. And that's because of the volume of targets he's going to get. You have to play Cooper. But, no, probably not at this point. I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you. Yeah, I, I, really, that's that's about it. It'll be interesting to see who emerges. I am already starting to hear, and I had mentioned this earlier to everybody, folks, why I said keep an eye on Doug Martin. He is, we're starting to see that Chucky's running it his way. He really doesn't give a shit. And Doug Martin is a favorite of his, whether that's right, wrong, or indifferent, we're going to find out. But it was funny, as I read today a report that Marshawn is going to see limited snaps. It's already been determined he's going to see limited snaps. So either that's already been predetermined that we're going to start seeing more Doug Martin or it's something new and something to watch, as I said during the past whole preseason, okay, that Marshawn Lynch and John Gruden at some point are definitely going to butt heads. And I'm wondering if it already isn't starting to happen or maybe this announcement. Let's see how this plays out because this was just a couple of hours ago, just before the show started, JT, that I read that he's going to get limited snaps. So I wonder how constantly getting limited snaps will uh, you know, rub him the wrong way. I, wonder, I don't know. I wonder why someone as savvy as John Gruden would put that out there to, to help teams prepare and say, oh, well, you know, it's limited snaps. We need to prepare for this guy and this guy apparently as well. I don't see Gruden putting something like that out there personally. I think that's just more fake news, which is what we see a lot these days, especially from, uh, you know, the worldwide leader. Um, you know, let's get that fake news out there and try <laughs> to drum up something. So, you know, let's, let's be honest. Gruden's not stupid. He's not going to help the team's defensive coordinator plan for the team in any way, shape, or form. Um, so I'll see it when I believe it type of thing. It'll be fun to watch. It is the first week of football, folks. (laughs) It is great time. It is. It really is, man. Uh, Jets, Lions, JT, go ahead, give it to us. Well, Sam Darnold, um, you know, what are we going to see from him? I'll tell you one thing we're going to see. We're going to see a healthy dose of Mr. Anderson. I wish I could have done that better, the old Matrix Mr. Anderson, um, guy was a top 24 wide receiver last year. I think he's going to be a top 20 wide receiver this year. Definitely going to go over 1,000 yards. I think you could see eight to ten touchdowns from this kid. Um, you know, I hear Curse is already listed as out for this game. Terrell Pryor yeah. showed last year he couldn't catch a cold standing barefoot in the lake in Minnesota in December. So I don't think I'm too worried about TP, um, you know, taking a whole lot of passes away uh, from Mr. Anderson. The running game, you know, I don't know what to expect from that Jets running game at this point. Uh, three-headed monster at running back. I haven't heard whether McGuire's been cleared for this, Jester. Have you? Uh, I've heard that he is not cleared. The, uh, the latest I have heard on it is no, not cleared. Okay, so at this point, you know, Blau Powell, I mean, you, you may see some receptions, maybe a hand, you know, 30, 40 rushing yards. So I'm honestly going to stay away from everything other than Anderson on the Jets' side of the ball. The flip side, we talked about LeGarrette Blunt. 
I think he's going to have a big role in this offense. I think we see a guy that's going to vulture a lot of touchdowns. They've got the rookie carry on Johnson that they like. They're still Theo Riddick. Uh, I want to see if Amir Abdullah gets shipped off to a team that loses a running back here shortly because we've got a guy that's sitting there as the fourth running back. Uh, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, a nice set of bookend wide receivers. Uh, Matthew Stafford, we know what we're going to get out of Stafford. He's really turned into an efficient quarterback, uh, pushes the ball down the field better than most, nice deep ball. So when I look at this game, I say, yeah, I'm comfortable playing Jones. I'm comfortable playing Tate, LeGarrette Blunt, Stafford. Carry on Johnson, I want to wait and see a week. I want to see how that shakes out. I still think Blunt's going to get the Lions share of the carries, if you will. Uh, but going forward, let's wait and see what carry on Johnson has to prove. Because, Jester, you've talked about it. The kid's uber talented. We saw what he did in college. We saw what the kid can do in a game. I think Matt Patricia is a little bit more like Belichick and kind of wants to make him earn it. Uh, well, I, I think that it's the old-fashioned. What I'm hearing, too, out of the uh, Detroit area is that, first of all, Patricia's pissing off some veterans because he's bringing the New England way to that locker room. I mean, he's not even let – no more taking pictures and selfies in the locker room. That was uh, something <laughs> he brought with him from New England, and it's uh, it's – very interesting. Now, um, from what I'm hearing, Elijah McGuire is going to start out. He is listed on the IR. Uh, okay, so they went ahead and IR'd him. Yeah, so we'll see him later on in the season. As far as uh, Detroit, though, again, like I said, there's a little bit of rumbling, and they're going to do it the old-fashioned way. And uh, Yeah, again, like you said, I see something like that where uh, little by little, you know, they'll start out the season where uh, he's not getting as many carries. And as the season progresses and through injury and whatever and stuff, you're going to see a very, very talented back. Yeah, there's, there's without a question. I love that kid. Uh, as far as the Detroit offense, you're going to have to start Stafford, duh, okay? And you're starting Marvin Jones and you're starting Tate. And, um, no, I, I look at it from the other side, though, for the Jets. And you're right. It is an absolute mess. You really don't know what to expect, okay? Will it be Bilal Powell? Will it be Isaiah Crowell? Obviously, me, I'm looking at that split. When I see a a Crowell-Powell backfield, I'm looking at the same backfield that I saw in Cleveland last year. A a tough backfield to really want to own because Bilal is going to be catching the ball, okay? He's going to be the guy that's going to be catching the ball. Uh, Crowell is going to be your first and second down in your goal line back, okay? And they're also going to be under tough conditions because they're going to be dealing with, just like Crowell had been dealing with his whole career in Cleveland, uh, dealing with young quarterbacks. He finds himself now on a Jets team. Again, Yes. having to suffer behind a young quarterback as he learns. So it's going to be interesting. Robbie Anderson, somebody that you mentioned earlier, uh, and you mentioned at the beginning of the preseason, somebody that you definitely want to watch for. Quincy Inunua is somebody that you might want to keep an eye on. Terrell Pryor is absolute garbage. But I can see Inunua is a guy that is extremely talented for when he's on the field. I wouldn't take Inunua past the fourth game of the year, but for the first four games – He's somebody, he's a big body. I, I really like that kid. Yeah, he's only a sixth round pick in 2014, but you're still talking about a guy who's 6'2", 225, and a really good uh, weapon for that team. 
especially, especially on a team that, you know, listen, they don't have, they don't have that standout tight end. They don't have that standout tight end. And a guy that I'm surprised didn't make the team in Wolford seemed to be catching everything in the preseason, and now he's not there. So you've got Tomlinson, who? You've got Leggett, who? you got Sterling, uh, Neil Sterling, who? you got Christopher Herndon, who? Your fourth-round pick. Okay, you're hoping that Herndon and Darnold. He's the best of the group. Yeah, well, he Herndon's the best of the group, and here's the one thing, and here's here's why you need to watch him. See, the two guys in my eyes that you're watching, okay, is yeah, I like that Robbie Anderson pick of yours, but a newer, okay, as the big body red zone target, and Herndon, because remember one thing, while Teddy Bridgewater would be starting with the ones, okay, and, and you'd be getting all that going on, you had Darnold working at the beginning of the year with the other rookies. So he's already been uh-huh. working with Herndon. Then during uh, preseason, he's been working with that squad while everybody else, while the starters were working. They were starting Wolford. See, that's the craziest part. So when I take a look at a team that went ahead and got rid of Wolford, I ask myself, why? Why did you get rid of a talented veteran tight end? Might mean that Herndon's coming along a little faster than they expected, folks. So expected. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, good stuff today, JT. As always, thank you so much. Uh, wonderful, wonderful time. And uh, sir, enjoy your first week of football. Have a great time. You too. Be back later in the week. All right, my man. You have a great night. Talk to you later, folks. You as we continue on, we're going to buzz this out here. We're going to get ready. We're bringing in one hell of a comic. But first, I'm Steve Croft. I'm Leslie Stahl. I'm Bob Simon. I'm Morley Safer. And I'm the Fantasy Jester. These stories and more right after the commercial. Miami Sunglasses. Whether you are starting a small business, hosting a fundraiser, or have had a store for years, Miami Sunglasses is your direct source for quality wholesale sunglasses at the best prices. With over 800 styles to choose from, there is something for everyone. Check out their low prices today. That's Miami Sunglasses. You know, it's real nice about the low prices and the different styles and all that, but let's get down to the basic fact of why you should buy Miami Sunglasses. Let's be honest. If it can make me look good, it can make anybody look good. The best damn sunglasses out there. You know, folks, as I get ready to bring in my next guest, uh, you know, he's straight from Northern Ireland. He's uh, with the IRA. Seamus McDonough is going to join the sh- No, I'm only kidding. Seriously, folks, my next guest is an extremely funny man. Mrs. Jester is, you know, she's from here in FLA. And as many of you know, I am not. And when I go back home to New Jersey... I get to see the people, eat the great food. You know, I'm here in food pur- purgatory. There's no doubt about it. And my wife says that when I watch uh, so much of my next guest, it's because I'm watching home videos. It, it really is. It's like watching home movies. She is correct. I've watched the video this past Labor Day uh, of this uh, my next guest, and I nearly fell out of my chair laughing. Folks, do me a favor, hide your Italian pastries, as it is my honor 
to bring you up, he's everywhere, okay? He's everywhere, and there's a horse reference that goes along with that. It includes Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Let me bring you the pride of Brooklyn, New York, the working class zero, Vic DiBattetto. How you doing, Vic? I'm great. Just just the fact that you said my last name right, uh, it's going to be a great interview. When, when your last name is Matiachi, you can handle it. Piece of well, cake. when you call when you call the Benedetto and diabetes and Geppetto and the potato, it's uh, this is very refreshing. Thank you, Joe. Ah, uh, not a problem, not a problem. Uh, and here's the thing. I believe that it really doesn't matter. You could, people have messed up my last name left and right here and there. And as long as they don't call me late for dinner, correct? Of course, unless you're that kid in Boston or the mother yelled out the window on Prince Spaghetti Day. Right. And, and you're one of the – thank you. Thank you. You know Wednesday is Prince Spaghetti Day. Thank you. Somebody That's right. This is – oh, man, I feel like I'm back home. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. What I'm blessed <laughs> with, though, folks – oh, my God. You have to – Vic, I'm in food purgatory here, my man. Um, hey, I lived in Florida I, for four years. I'm sorry to hear that. Did you? How'd you yeah. eat? I mean, did you have the food sent like, down? I, I have. I have the bread. Literally, I have the uh, bread sent down from New Jersey, frozen, because there's no good bread. Well, they say it's it's the water. It's all in the water. I, when I lived in Florida, there was a guy that that actually uh, had the water driven from uh, New York to Florida. Yeah, I don't know exactly. You know yeah. what it is? Nowhere is perfect. In Florida, you got the big house, you got the nice weather, but it could all your house could also <laughs> sink into a hole. I mean, nowhere is perfect. <laughs> no, no. What I am blessed with tonight having you on is that you are also uh, the New York Yankees manager, and um, it's a no, little no, no, fact. No, 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 no. I am the no. grand poobah of baseball operation. I'm not the manager. It's my job. I could give Cashman and Boone, unlike their consigliere, you know, but they, I'm okay. not, I wish I was the manager. They couldn't handle a manager like me because I'm more the Billy Martin type. I, I don't go for this analytics nonsense. You know, to me, a bunt was a way you got a hit. It wasn't a cake. <laughs> Going toe-to-toe with Reggie, are you? No worries. What is your prediction for these great Yankees? My prediction, the rest of the uh, is, uh, I think they'll make the wild card, but that's it. This team, you know, even if, even if Judge comes back, he's not going to be the same. He, I mean, he didn't even swing. I heard he swung a bat underwater. Uh, what is he, Aquaman? <laughs> I mean, these guys, they pull muscles I never knew existed. I mean, they're left hibiscus. What, what the hell is that? You know, I drove, I drove, a, I drove a garbage truck with broken bones and fevers. I'm old school. I always tell my wife, I think I was born too late. I, I'm this, this world isn't. I don't know. I don't know. I think the Red Sox, if they don't go all the way to Red Sox, they should just, just go away and hide themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really have. What should be the team, and if they don't take it, yeah, it's a it's a disgrace. You know, and, uh, I don't. Go ahead. Being a Yankee <laughs> fan, I don't I don't like the the Red Sox, but I respect them. I, I'm a I'm a baseball. You know, I respect 
I mean, they're on a phenomenal uh, pace, to a record-breaking season. I can't see how they're not going to go all the way. Exactly. Good Good call. Good call. Yeah, no, it's got to be fair. you got to give respect where it's due, and in this case, they do have a, a phenomenal yeah, team this it's, year. It seems like, it seems like th- this world, like the Patriots, I can't stand the Patriots, but I respect them. That's why the people hate the Yankees. It, you know, in this country, instead of embracing success, it's like, we're, we, you know, I'm noticing the further up I'm going up the ladder, the more haters I'm getting. It, it's really strange how people, humans, man, we're like, we're so miserable. That's why I'm here. I'm just, I don't talk politics. People come to me to get away from that circus. Yes. Thank you, God. Yeah, I just want to – I just posted that the other day, uh, yesterday, uh, on my account, my Facebook account. Uh, You know what? I don't care. Stand, sit, kneel, smoke a cigarette, have a hot dog. I just want to watch the game. Exactly. Look, I don't agree with De Niro and Springsteen, but I still watch the movies. I still listen to the music. Everybody's got their own opinion. Fine. You want to? It's okay. You're a Republican. You're a Democrat. Good. Who cares? I just want to get up in the morning, do a number two, have some something to eat. I have my kids are healthy. I got a beautiful house. Who the hell am I to complain? That's right. That's right. And one of the things that you have to be excited for, we have to be excited for, is the New York Giants season. Well, it, it can't be can't get any worse than last year. I mean, uh, 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 I'm getting all nervous just thinking about it. My, my already my blood pressure is up. Eli <laughs> is old. Eli is old. Barkley is young, and Odell is weird. I mean, I still need I still got to see a couple of games before I still get a feel with this team. We got Sharma now and Gettleman. Hopefully. I still I got to see a couple of games. I can't really I don't know where I'm at with this team yet. I'll be honest with you. I think in my, for me and when I'm looking at the Giants, I I'm glad that they have a phenomenal what should be a phenomenal offense. It really should be. Uh, my concern is that they're going to need every bit of that offense because it doesn't look like they can cover the pass uh, both uh, at the back end of the. Uh, defense and also the middle linebacker I thought Ogletree would be better so far in preseason I haven't seen a lot of uh being able to cover the guy out of the backfield so my defense our defense is the uh, concern I believe no absolutely I totally agree with you so the the planet Jack was I just did a press conference I don't know if you saw it Mm -hmm. so uh you know now, now I'm getting these idiots posting uh I'm not going to watch the football game. You know what I, I – well, good for you. I am. <laughs> well, I, I hope they come up with another league that respects the flag. You know what? I come this, – this is comedy. This is sketch. This is a spoof. Would you just fucking – oh, I'm sorry if I cursed. I no, you can. No, no, we've got oh, you. you. We've can. got you. Why don't you no, have fun. Here, here, hold on. Let me help you. First of all, it's fucking Jester. On the air, it's fucking Jester and F and shit and all that. We have you specially set up. This is a special edition just for you. Oh. Everything goes. Have at it. Well, that that fucking makes a world of a difference. Should I go back? What do you think of your Yankees? (laughs) Look, they won. uh, Let me tell you, Greg Greg Bird right now is on a ledge about to jump off. 
This kid, Voight. This kid, Voight, I love this kid. He looks like a football player, and he's so he, he's got emotion. You know, you don't see that anymore. These guys, yeah, oh, man. And the, the base is loaded. They can't score. Can't you just, just get hit by the pitch? Let the ball hit you in the fucking head. Can we just get something going? It's either home runs or nothing with these guys. Start a rally. Do something, please. Take one for the damn team. Holy would you Christ. They didn't get a hit till the sixth inning. I didn't even watch the yeah. game. When they were on the West Coast, I, I, got, I, can't, I can't stay up that late. So I watched the highlights. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. We got the pitching is, you never, like, you, when Tanaka goes out there, I say to myself, which Tanaka do we get today, you know? <laughs> and then, then, then when Sanchez, listen to this, when Sanchez goes out to talk to him on the mound, both of them need an interpreter, right? One guy's Japanese, yes. one guy's Spanish. Now, without the interpreters, how the hell do they understand each other? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I don't know. <laughs> and, they, and I hate when they put the glove in front of their face. Like, like, like they talk like they're on Goodfellas. they, they, they got to put the glove in front of their mouths. Come on, please. Just well, I just find it. Yeah, and I find it amazing that if you're speaking another language, do you really have to go ahead and cover your mouth at that point? Do you think that the other bench has an interpreter sitting there going, hey, he's saying this to them? The whole uh, I, game of baseball has changed. We, me and you, we come from a different time. Everything's, it, it, it's, like, it's like politically correct now. The, the pitch count is ridiculous. You know, I, I remember you don't see complete games anymore. You, uh, it's just it's going to get to the point they're going to have a, a different pitcher for every inning. It's just ridiculous, man. It, it seems silly. And, and just real quick, and we'll get off of baseball. But it seems silly to me. It seems like a simple solution, and let's see if you let's see if you can answer what this difficult solution seems to be. I see the shift more and more. Right. I wonder if there's a way to stop the team from doing this. I, I'm sure that there has to be an answer. Either that, pretty or bunt, either that or bunt against the shift. That's what even, I'm saying. Bird, it seems bird, pretty basic. Even Bird did it a few times a couple of months ago, and he got he got hits. Why can't you bunt against the fucking shift? Then they get mad. I remember one game, somebody bunted against the shift, and the, the opposing team got mad. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, everybody gets upset shit. these days over everything. So. Oh, please. Uh, you know, we, we, we become a, a, a this. I can't believe. You know, I love this country. It's still the greatest country. I went to Scotland yes, to visit my kids. There's no place like, you know, you know, you bitch and moan about this country. When you leave it, you can't wait to come back. I don't have the answers. I'm not happy what's going on right now. But holy shit, man. This fucking country, it's just, you know, that's why I'm here. Just to, I'm like a rest area for the insanity. Just pull over. Let's have a few laughs. You know, some of my videos are, are silly. They're corny. They're stupid. Weren't the Three Stooges corny and stupid? But we laugh. Funny is funny. Well, and you see, that's funny. That's why I do what I do is because it's real simple, folks. Believe it or not, there is more to sports than the baby mama drama. You can actually go back to having fun with why? sports. Now, let me ask you, speaking of fun, because this has to be, I mean, this has to be a first for you. Being interviewed by somebody with a blue 
beard. I, I mean, Vic. Wow. I mean, when I when I saw your picture, Joe, it looked like you went down on Mama Smurf. <laughs> she like it like that. Is that all right? She like it like that. She like it like that. She does. Who's not gonna like that? She likes it like that. Mama oh, Smurf. Okay. Yeah. No. No, it's that's not nice. easy. And, and, I, and you also you did it pink for breast cancer awareness. That's nice. That's pretty cool. I have fun with it. It is real simple. Again, it's about having fun, okay? But it also helps me uh, hide the age when I'm interviewing all these young stars, I'll tell you, because yeah. I am and it's, 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 better than using, it's better than using just for men. <sighs> it's better than having a man bun, too. But, oh, wait. Oh, oh my don't, God. Don't get Please that. don't get me started with that. Don't get me started Super Bowl. With that. Let's get back to football. Super Bowl real quick. Prediction. Oh, boy. You know, I hate to say it. <laughs> I, I, like the Pat, I like the Patriots. Okay. All right, fair enough. I'm with you there. That's, that's my one team. Go ahead, and who's, who's the other side? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I got to wait. Okay. Fair enough. It's too early. It's too. Fair I, I, I want to say the I'll Giants. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to fantasize and say my Giants, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've got record. I've got a record early as it's going to be New England versus the Rams. Okay, I okay. could see that. Well, for a couple of reasons, uh, they've got a fantastic defense. They've got the running game that'll get there. Okay, and also, you know. I believe in that mysterious force in the world that would magically have an East Coast team versus a West Coast team this year. You know, those mysterious forces that work behind the scenes. Right. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, remember any given Sunday? You never know. Excellent. Excellent. Now, let me ask you, Vic, you you obviously uh, go on the road and there has to be some funny stories about the road. Uh, Is there uh, one that you could share that I'm allowed to be on it? Well, no, actually, you know what? I forgot. Fuck it. Go ahead. I don't care. Share the funniest damn story you've got. Hit me with it. Oh, man. Let me see. 19. This is. uh, Wow. Early 1980s, it's a road gig. And, and normally, when you got booked, you they would book you if you had a car so you could pick up some city comic and go to Connecticut or, you know, Pennsylvania. So uh, I had to pick up this comic. It's, it's, the name isn't important. As a matter of fact, he, he passed away a few years ago. But he was he was a prick. He was a scumbag. But I, I needed the money. I needed the gig. I pick him up in the city. And right away, you know, he's starting, uh, can you put the heater lower? Can you lower the music? Uh, can you shut the window? You know, the whole, the whole nine yards. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Keep my mouth shut. We get to the toll booth. He pretends he's sleeping. That's all right. I let it go. I picked up the toll. I didn't ask for gas money. It's a long mm-hmm, drive mm-hmm. from Manhattan to Connecticut. So I felt like. Lighten up a little, uh, a little do-do-do-do, right? I put on the radio, yeah. I light up a joint, and I'm getting high. You know, one or two tokes, that's it, just to get the edge off. He goes to me, if you're going to continue to smoke pot, can you let me out of the car? 
So we're on 95, the turnpike. We're on 95 now, in the middle of exits, miles away from the nearest exit. I pulled over. I said, I'm going to continue to smoke pot. Get out of the car. I let him out on a fucking highway in the middle of the I'm watching as I'm pulling away. I'm watching through the rearview mirror. He's slowly getting smaller and smaller. We get to, I get to the gig. They're asking me, where's, where's the other guy? Uh, we had some problems. So I did more time. I did the time, and I, and I got his money. Fuck you. Who the fuck are you to tell me what I could do or not do on my car? My car. Exactly. My car. That's a good in one. In my house, <laughs> where my wife sleeps, where my kids play with their toys. Oh, God. That is, that is great one, stuff. That's one. You want to hear another one? Yeah, sure. I'd love another. Thank uh, you. I don't know if you ever heard of this comic, Bob Woods. This is, I'm going back years ago. This okay. This is in a place called Betty's Fireside. It was a, the, the quintessential hell gig in Denville, New Jersey. <laughs> You're, you're, it's literally, it used to be a tip bar. You're literally on stage, and in front of the stage is the bar. There's the bartender. It's like, it's like you're surrounded by a moat, only it's with, with liquor bottles. And behind that is the audience. So Bob Woods is on stage, big fucking guy. He did impressions. This guy was great. He looked like Captain Kangaroo. He did great impressions. He goes on stage, and it's right away they're heckling him. You suck. Get off the stage. Next. You suck. And he doesn't break character. He says, my mm-hmm. next impression, I'm going to come into the audience as Alfred Hitchcock and clock you right in the face. You suck, <laughs> boo, get off. He does the whole, remember the Alfred Hitchcock show? He does the whole thing. He walks down like Alfred Hitchcock very slowly into the audience and clocks this fucking guy right in the teeth. <laughs> It was like a Western barroom scene. Everybody's fighting. I'm, I'm fucking telling the guy, get, run, just fucking run. We're running to the car. Oh, my God. Those were the days. <laughs> Those were the days. Now it's a brisk walk. <laughs> Don't longer run even. That's funny. Oh, that is please. that is some funny stuff. Yeah, I would imagine some crazy shit's gone on on the road for you, uh, I, I and now it's getting, you know, I'm, I'm I'm waiting next for a comic to get shot on stage the way this fucking world is going. It's getting scary <laughs> out there, you know? That's why wherever, wherever I play now, I make sure there's security and, uh, you know, but, uh, but you know what? My my fans are great. My fans are loyal. I got a huge following. I'm selling out theaters all over the country. I'm it's coming great. to Florida. I'm coming to Davie, Fort Lauderdale, Aventura, uh, Boca. When are you coming to Florida, Vic? Uh, I'm coming to Boca in November, Tampa. I'm com- it's all on my website. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll check it out. Net. I'll yeah, stop by and see it for sure. I got a huge following in Florida. Uh, let me tell you, you have a huge fan right here, and I, I, all my friends absolutely love you. I, and you know, my the funniest thing is, okay, when you're getting videos sent to you from your mom, my my mom sends me your videos whenever you release one. And that, to me, is just, that's the greatest because, uh, you know, mom is the matriarch and she is the queen of the Italian family. And, and uh, I'll tell you, you know what that means. And if mom's yep. giving you the funny videos, 
Okay, you better check it out. And, and I'm like, and mom. Especially... I'm like, mom, we we live this, mom. But yes, I've seen it already. Thanks. Isn't he the greatest? Is it? Oh, he is absolutely fucking nuts, isn't he? I'm like, yes, mom. He he is. He's he is awful. No, my mom really. She puts you in the f and nuts category, oh, and uh, she absolutely loves you to death. Yeah, no. Uh, Vic, uh, how about real quick? Where can people find you? Uh, uh, everywhere. Email. Sisters. Vic. Call that. Vic deep. VicDebatetto.net. I got a fan page. I'm all over. I'm on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Your sister's ass, the Pony Express. Worst comes to worst. All you got to do is go to Google and just type in Vic D and everything. All my links show up. My YouTube channel. I got thousands of videos. I've been doing these videos since 2010. You know, even before bread and milk, I've been doing this stuff. Yes. And, uh, yes. uh, and guess who's going to be the Grand Marshal for the San Gennaro Feast this year? Stop. Stop. Yep. Really? Yep. Folks, I, I, I know some of you have no clue what that is, and that is okay. I know what it is. The San Gennaro Feast is an absolutely spectacular time uh, in New York. It is an Italian festival and you can go and eat there and you will gain two pant sizes. If you allow yourself. <laughs> Just amazing. I, I, I picture myself on the float and I look on the rooftop. <sighs> I see Robert De Niro running a rock the rooftop. Well, this is going to have a better outcome. I'm not going to get shot hitting a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to gain five pounds Eating sausage, sausage and peppers Some zeppelis It's a great day for the Italians But you don't have to be Italian It's just one of the biggest I've been going here since I was a kid It's just surreal It still hasn't hit me yet Can't believe it Yeah, that is fantastic you, 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 Like I said I said it earlier You're pride of Brooklyn, New York You are fantastic Not just a great comedian But just a great person in general Everybody absolutely loves you And uh, going to the feast Yeah, have a great time at the feast Go see Vic Just be careful If they, if they close the door behind you And they say, now you can't leave um, <laughs> That's the only time you worry Yeah, yeah That's the only time I'd worry But other than that You go in there to have a great time And uh, Vic right. You have been awesome. Thanks so much for joining us and thank, taking the time with thank us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm honored. Thank you. You have a great day, Vic. Talk to you later. You too. Take care. Just some absolutely great, great times with the one and the only Vic DiBetetto. Great interview. We had a lot of fun, and, and the conversation after is just I, I I could go ahead I could go ahead one day and play that too for you guys. Uh it's a side conversation. Join us next week as we go ahead. We've got a couple more great guests. We got Kid Kelly next week and week two of football. Enjoy your football Sunday, the first Sunday in the football season. Enjoy everyone. I am the fantasy jester and I am out. Hi, this is Bob Tewksbury, former Major League pitcher and author of 90% Mental, and you've been listening to Jester Fantasy, or Fantasy Jester, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. You could, you, could, you could use that. You could. Can I? I might. Yeah. It's all right with you. No, I think it'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs>